Sean and Dee's Good Tape. Sean and Dee's Good Tape. Sean and Dee and that Evan. Hey, oh, that was Don't Call Me Coco, River. <laughs> <laughs> You could be sitting there, you know, just out of the shower in your underwear, shaving your dick and just dancing around. Uh, uh, <laughs> that threw me off. <laughs> Sorry. Apologies. What the fuck, Sean? Do better. Uh, as you all know, disappointment starts with D. And, uh, and that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's so good. Fuckers. Let's get this party started. Oh. Welcome to another edition of Sean and D's Good Tape. Sean Newell, Dennis Brzezinski with us. How you doing, D? Hello, Bongo. Say that again. <laughs> I think I had the music turned up too loud because I couldn't hardly hear you. So I heard the hello bungo, but what was the, what was the second thing you said? I said, okay, from the top. Hello bungo. <laughs> Are you ready for a bit of echo Victor? <laughs> Absolutely. That sounds like a great way to spend the day. Richie, how you doing, man? Gentlemen, great to be here. Glad to finally be back. It's, it's been a minute. It's uh, what is this like uh, show number 75? No, it's 54. <laughs> we celebrated 50 and it was a big deal like six months ago, I think. It's March 6th and it's our second show of fucking 2022. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, we're, we're keeping a good schedule. <laughs> <laughs> At this rate, we'll be canceled by the 4th of July. <laughs> so, so here's a bit of a timeline thing. Yeah. Uh, so we, we had discussed we were going to do the Eddie Vedder album. That was going to coming out the week after, or, or a week or two after we our last show, and we were going to hold off until I got to see Eddie Vedder live, which I had tickets for, uh, for February seventeenth in Los Angeles, which got postponed due to the pandemic and COVID protocols. Well, the did, which, Eddie had, Eddie had COVID, correct? Well, he had COVID before that. This was in a touring party. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, he 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 came out and said he had he had COVID in January before the tour started. Oh, okay. He was worried about it, about it happening. 
so the Los Angeles show got postponed. I went to LA. We had a great time and all that stuff. And uh, uh, staying in Seattle, I had tickets for uh, the Ben Royal Hall show on Monday night, Columbus Day. Right? Columbus Day? Is that the right holiday? Martin Luther King Day. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Pres- President's Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> it was President's Day. Uh, it was a federal fucking holiday. <laughs> I should have had off. And as I, w- I was standing in line with, with, with my lady friend in uh, Universal Studios on Thursday afternoon, because we were on the West Coast, this is East Coast time after hours, got a call from my boss saying, nope, they want you on a plane Monday so you can be <sighs> on site on Tuesday. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so I had tickets to two of the Eddie Vedder shows and got to see none of them. Yikes. How how much were you rooting for your plane to get your flight to get canceled? Like oh, I, like oh, all the oh, times, all the oh. times this year that you've gotten jacked around at the airport. See, it's like, come on, just one time. One yeah, time worked in yeah, my favor. Yeah. And no, of course, of course it did not happen. <laughs> yeah. I one hundred percent did that. I was, you know, of course I had to go I I flew from uh Seattle to Georgia, you know, and there's not gonna be a snowstorm in Georgia anytime soon, but uh it was unbelievable. Although I did get to see my first show in in since 2015, I got to see Dinosaur Junior at the Showbox in Seattle, and that was great. Was I'm not sure I know who that is, by the way. There, they were, and that uh, that they're not. They were a well known alternative band from the same era, but mm-hmm. uh, but not well known in '927. Yeah. Didn't they have one hit though? Like I, I feel like there was a song that got played from Dinosaur oh, yeah. Jr. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you. so the question that I would have is: Is Jen from France going to judge me because I just said that? Yes. Okay. One hundred percent. Of course. <laughs> I actually, I actually also tried to see Drive By Truckers uh, leading up to the show, like a half an hour before the show. There, uh, that this would have been the Saturday night before uh, whatever holiday the President's Day. Uh, Drive by truckers are playing at the show box. And I walked up there half an hour before the tickets weren't sold out online, but I walked up to the show box and got turned away. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. So, yeah. You were texting me as you were like, well, I'm going to make up for it because I'm going to go see drive by truckers. And then you texted me. And you're like, no, not no, happening. I'm not. So, yeah. yeah, that's that was um, honestly, uh, I can't think of a, anything, you know, that probably has broken my heart more in recent times yep. than you not getting to see either of those shows. I was so bummed for you that I think I was depressed for a couple of days because <laughs> I had, <laughs> I had tickets to both of those shows, yeah. both of those shows. One got postponed. So it's like went online and it's like, okay, cool. You know, they're expensive, but I can do it. And it's right around the fucking corner. Somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah. And so I got that call. And I'm just like, fuck any man. chance of making up the LA show or has it already been rescheduled? They've already made it up. Oh, yeah, they've already played it. It was February 25th. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like n- neither Allie or I could, could make that trip back to LA. Or- man, that, that does. That's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And he played fucking uh message in a bottle with Stuart Copeland. Like, Oh my God. Uh, uh, the, uh, and, 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 all right, so we're going to talk about Earthling, the the new Eddie Vedder album today, and uh, uh, but it, it like, oh my god, <laughs> some of the set lists for these shows, yeah, and I because he's had, playing it, he's playing a lot of Pearl Jam stuff too, and like well, like just well, yeah, and, and a lot of covers and, and yeah. things like that, and and I had Los Angeles, California, which he 
could have picked any of the guests that he wanted to. And then I had tickets to Benna Royal Hall, which is a famous, you know, theater in Seattle where a lot of cool shit has gone down. And uh, he brought up Duff McKagan, you know, yeah. talked about Mark Lanigan, you know, like, like, uh, like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Just there's some things that you're like, baffling. well, I'll make baffling. it up. I'll make it up sometime, you know, at some point, I don't know how that's, that's going to be tough. To, I mean, you know, going to see Pearl jam again. Yes. But that was, that was something special that, you know, it's going to be hard to relive at some point in the future. Luckily though, you're probably, I'm going to guess, this is just a guess that you're probably going to be in Seattle again at some point. Oh, 1000%. Yeah. 1000%. Yeah. So right now, right now we've got tickets to go see Modest Mouse in April. Okay. Uh, uh, we got VIP tickets, which, you know, like meet and greet in a little, you know, short acoustic set sort of thing. Nice. So, Very so, cool. Yeah. 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 And then, and then potentially, uh, I, I should, I, I'm thinking I'll be around for Point Fest, uh, those tickets. So Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. now that the world doesn't matter, you know, nobody gives a shit about COVID and, and being safe and everything like that. And we can't go to baseball games. We'll, we'll, we got concerts. To go we to got concerts. Go. Although I'm afraid to buy, you know, honestly, you're, you're a primo, primo example. Um, Amanda and I with Alanis Morissette last September with Richie, with Richie and Michelle, you know, it's just every time that concert tickets are purchased, something gets stu- stupid or screwed up or something yeah. like that. It just, it's almost like just buying the day of, and that way you're not, you know, although you can't do that with Eddie Vedder, I'm sure, because I'm sure no. those, those shows sold out, but, but you know, anything that doesn't, it's just better just to buy them at the last minute because it always gets screwed up. So ridiculous. So speaking of concerts, though, that were probably uh, uh, crazy big, um, big production. Richie, you went to a show recently, too, right? I, I did. I took uh, Michelle and the kids to see Imagine Dragons uh, two weeks ago. The, it was a Wednesday night show. Uh, snowstorm or ice storm hit here. So oh, like, it was that night. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. it was that night. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Oh, man. It, it wasn't the terrible one. It was one. It was just, actually it was snowing like while we were at the concert. But mm-hmm. then words were fine afterwards um they put on a good show like dan reynolds has so much energy there he, he has to burn three thousand calories in, in a two-hour set like there's just no way he's not um i would even say list. i would even say even if you don't really like their music it's probably yeah. a pretty good show to see yeah yes yeah and it, i mean it does have you're, you're gonna know half the songs so from from the time we saw them three years ago They've had two more albums, and so about a third of the songs were off the two newer albums, which okay. was kind of cool. So a lot of things we hadn't seen before. Um, I, uh, I don't know if I'd call it a band or or a, or a guy called Grandson opened up for him. You might want to check him out, D, if you haven't heard him. He he had a very Rage Against the Machine vibe. Like it, the music wasn't quite Rage, but the message was was like straight out of the Rage playbook. Really? Like it's grandson? a grandson and it, but he referred to himself as grandson. He had like, there was a <laughs> guitarist and a, either a drummer or a keyboard dude uh, on stage with him, but he referred to himself as grandson. Was, like, was, so I, I think he's grandson was one and of then, the, was one of the older one was one of the other ones like older that maybe was grandfather or something. Father, <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. But uh, it, 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 it didn't sound great because like opening acts never do because it's yeah. not like it was he had a much heavier sound 
so it the the stage wasn't tuned to him mm-hmm. but like the the music was intriguing from from what i could gather from what i could catch i've always wondered no, you, if that's because should, if you that's should because... have went with a third cousin or, or second cousin as opposed to grandfather like like you know grandfather would yeah yeah. I don't need you. I don't need you analyzing my jokes, D. <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> no, I've always wondered though with concerts, is it because they're not set up on the main rigs, or is it because they don't want the opening acts to sound as good as the other acts to you know make the other ones sound yeah. better? I've, I it could go either way with that. Yeah, and I, yeah, you're probably right. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Well, no, good. I'm good. glad it was a good show. Good show. His his actually his parents were there, which I never uh, Dan Reynolds' parents were there, which I never could figure out why because he's from Vegas. Like I don't know oh. why they would show up to a St. Louis show, but whatever. Maybe they were it just, was good. Maybe they just liked to tour with him or something. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's interesting. So well, good. Uh, they could have been celebrating the Rams Super Bowl championship. Oh, could have been. Wow, wow. Nothing like they that. were they were in the blue the stadium the Blues play in. Oh. Oh, Utah. There you go. What? Utah Jazz, St. Louis Blues, that sort of thing. There's a connection in there. Yeah, sure. Okay, anyway. Um, so, uh, Earthling, tell us a little bit about where this album came from, D. I'm sure you know all of the all of the background on it, so you can kind of uh, lead this discussion Well, yeah, because I watched that Bruce Springsteen interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, there was an interview? Why is this the first I'm hearing about it? Yeah, so sidebar. So, uh, sidebar, um, D told uh, Richie and I probably a month ago, the uh, really good interview with Bruce Springsteen and Eddie Vedder. And we should uh, make sure we check it out before this show. And we both uh, might've forgotten. He's a little little chippy about it at this point. So they had the, uh, the whole uh, vaccine uh, uh, global citizen thing in LA in 2020. Uh, And Eddie Vedder went out there and wanted, you know, to work in a studio and Andrew Watt, this producer who was a huge Pearl Jam fan that, Eddie had met several times before, but just didn't realize how big this guy was. This is guy who won Grammys for working with Miley Cyrus, uh, Post Malone, and Ozzy Osbourne on his last record. And uh, and and so Eddie goes in there, you know, just to kind of dick around on on some things and, and practice and working on riffs. And Eddie Watt like looks at him and is like, "Hey, oh, hold on, you got something there." And uh, they just clicked, just clicked. So all of a sudden, you know, he's hanging out with this guy. They're writing songs, Eddie's inspired writing lyrics, and uh, and and it goes, it goes from there to. Holy shit! I think we've got a fucking album. Really about them. Amazing, and, and Andy played with him on that 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 concert. You know, like uh, Josh Klinghoffer, of course, now former guitarist for chili peppers who have a new album coming out in a couple of weeks uh uh chad smith the the uh, uh chicken foot chili pepper drummer is on this album glenn hanser yeah no it's fucking just outstanding isn't just john for isn't john Frusciante back in the chili peppers now too won't he, he be on that album yes yes which usually is. makes he for is. the better chili peppers albums correct well it, uh, yes i i just think they gel better with with the 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 four or five of them or whatever you know like Klinghoffer was a good substitute mm-hmm. but he's a little more modern oh not uh, ripping on him at all it just uh yeah, yeah i'm yeah, sure yeah, that yeah. i'm sure that hardcore chili peppers fans are excited for this album oh including myself mm-hmm. yes yeah 
but uh but yeah no so no this whole thing just kind of just came out of nowhere and all of a sudden they're like fuck i think we're we're writing a record aren't we <laughs> and they just started fucking around inviting people in the play and 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 chad smith came in helped write half the album you know like it's it's just unbelievable how this thing came about like out of nowhere and the band okay i'm a little bit confused because the album is called earthling but isn't the band called the earthlings behind eddie well yes and 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 on purpose because the they were trying to use the term earthling to to make everybody relate to each other okay not saying human or anything like Mm -hmm. we're all here doing this sort of thing together so earthling come on so it's we're all part of this this planet let's fucking save it like you know how gigaton was was a huge uh 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 you know thing about what the fuck it's uh global warming and Mm -hmm. shit like that people Mm -hmm. not paying attention to the science of things and uh uh you know so so he was trying to find a a more inclusive term than humans you know or or americans or anything like that so he just came up with earthling and then you know the band that resulted out of it with with Josh and Andy and, and Chad and Glenn Hansard and uh, the the bassist from Jane's Addiction who who tours with them, uh, I, I can't think of his name. I, I apologize, but uh, uh, it's so it was just the Earthlings. Yeah, it was the natural name of the the, uh, the side band. So it's all these guys who kind of look at themselves in the same way, and then Eddie Vedder because it's Eddie Vedder and the Earthlings. Well, it, but it, <laughs> I'm it's just Eddie Vedder. It, it's Eddie Vedder and Andy Watt who yeah. wrote all the songs. No, I'm kidding. You know anyway. the, the 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 you know like like Josh Klinghoffer and Chad Smith have credits on almost all of the songs mm-hmm. of the album. You know, it's 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 really amazing. Well, and for marketing purposes, you you can't just call them the Earthlings, even you know, because you've got to have something that'll draw people in. You know, the oh, it's Eddie Vedder. Okay, you know that makes that makes more sense. So, yeah. so anyway, this this album, I will say, as we get ready to kick it off, it's a good listen. You know, yeah. I I think Eddie with like his ukulele album and some stuff like that, people think, oh, this is a total departure from Pearl Jam. This isn't. There are some of it that is a little bit, but I would say it's Pearl Jam adjacent if nothing else it see i felt like it was a little more eclectic on of an album like it's the the sound from song to song changes up very significantly mm-hmm. um like you know there's parts that are almost country there's parts that are more like uh, we'll, we'll get into it here in a, few, a little bit more like tom petty-ish there's parts mm-hmm. that are like very heavy like it, it just it keeps the, the whole album's very keeps you off off your off off kilter some of the things i've read about it you are talking about how like uh, 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 ukulele songs and and into the into the wild are very much not Pearl Jam esque. Where this one has Eddie Vedder kind of yeah. embracing the Pearl Jam style, mm-hmm. but with Eddie Vedder's name ta- attached to it, not Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 it's unique in that way. And you know, uh, but it's a. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you can absolutely see the band end up playing some of these songs live, you know, when Pearl Jam resumes their tour. Well, I think, but, and, and when you and when you think about Pearl Jam, you know, a lot of people immediately think that aren't maybe as big of a fan as you are, D. They think of, of you know, Ten versus maybe Vitology, you know, and then it. But but when they got to Yield and some of the albums since then, it sounds more like this than those first albums do yeah, sure. you know so i think yeah, yeah. i think this is just eddie's evolution more than it doesn't sound like pearl jam pearl jam doesn't sound like pearl jam anymore in a lot of ways like gigaton does not sound anything like 
tenor versus necessarily with the way that the growth has come in the band but and 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 that's true and it's not i mean there's some of the songs that are still have that it's same intensity Mm -hmm. you know it's not the angst that it was right but but there's still there's still a severe intensity and we'll get into it on, on a couple of these songs uh that that have the intensity of the early albums or 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 you know even uh the shit on backspacer and, and, and things like that but uh yeah no it's it's it, I, i'm thrilled with this album and uh you know of course i'm not going to be partial to it but you know you know, like I, I obviously this was my favorite artist so yeah <laughs> tell you every, every one of the songs are great you think you might be but, biased just a little bit no i can't yeah, i can't imagine bit. So anyway, let's let's start with Invincible. If you uh, if you got some stuff you want to say about that, I mean, I like this song. I think it's a great opener for the for the album, definitely. And I think and I think Richie, you'd agree. This it's right. It's a it's just a good opener for it. Yeah, it, it is. I I didn't the uh, first listen. It didn't jump out like it sounded hollow to me. Um, but then as I came back through it a couple times, I'm like, oh, actually no, I I do I, mm-hmm. I get this song. I do like it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a good opener. It's it's nowhere near the top of what I what I like off the album. No, and and, and I think that's it, 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 he said in the Bruce Springsteen uh, interview that this was the song that they put made music for first, but got lyrics for it last. And and I think I think that's appropriate because it, yeah. it it's basically an opener saying like, yeah. you know, again the line I said at uh, you know are you are you ready for a bit of Echo Vector. Uh, you know, that's that's. Are you ready for Eddie Vedder? You know, are you Oscar Wilco? You know, like he's just going into it, setting the tone for the rest yeah. of the album. And, and that makes sense that they came up with the words last. I think that's what contributes to what I was calling the hollow sound. That it just the the words aren't are, aren't pulled out as much. It's the it's the yeah. music on this one. Yeah, they they had titled it Invincible and knew that's what they wanted to do it, but they couldn't figure out what they wanted. It. And it was you know, we are invincible when we love. And and that's and that's a lot of the theme of the album is is empathy, you know, like like, you know, quit being so fucking selfish. Feel for other people. Who could ask for more? The only rule is to keep your cool. When we love, we are light. Hey, you got a light? That that right there is just like help help me out. So the next album or the next song, the next album, the next song on the album, Power of Right. This is a pretty this is a pretty good burner in terms of like sounding more Pearl Jam esque. I think this is one that definitely does as they go through. It's a little bit more up tempo. It's a little bit more powerful. You know, yeah, this song, the there's a there's a few lines in this one, too, that just are like, whoa, that's that's some good uh, some good writing there by Eddie and, and the rest of them that wrote the song. Yeah, and it's definitely one of the more Pearl Jam sounding. You know, yep. this is one of those ones that I could, I could, I could see them playing. You know, on mm-hmm. tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it, it's uh, yeah. I, I mean, there's not a whole lot more to be said about that, but it, it was just like the the uh, she came out of nowhere, had to be near her on a moonless night. She was only the only light, no escape from her pull of gravitation. You know, like it, it was, yeah, and that could be speaking of you know, a relationship, an ideology, you know, all those sorts of things, you know, like just whatever makes you think what you're doing is right. And, and yeah. 
yeah, that's where I felt at that time. So I'm, I'm really curious to talk more about the next song, which is Long Way, yes. because when this this was the first single that was released off this, probably what last fall, I want to say it's been it's been a bit, you know, since it yeah. since oh, yeah. it came out because it came out a it, lot it, a long it, time it, before the halves. And yeah, uh, it was it was when they announced the album sometime in like November or or of 2020 yeah so 2021 you were initially disappointed by this song and and i was surprised because i liked it i was like i was really surprised by your uh your reaction to it d so take me through your your evolution with this song which is long way i don't know if i said that or not yeah you you did and 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 at first it was just it just seemed like such a simple song Mm -hmm. it is to push out yeah Uh, and 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 i was i was wanting something a little bit more i think uh, and 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 I was disappointed because it's ah, like at first listen, it just didn't click with me. It just felt so generic, and the reason it felt so generic is because it's it's obviously a Tom Petty tribute. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and even having Ben Montank, the 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 fucking organist from the Heartbreakers, play on this song, and and the way he took the long way, yep. you know mm-hmm. that that whole Tom Petty. Uh, uh, cadence yep. and, and 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 you know eddie and tom petty uh, you know have a have a history you know like the oscars he did the room at the top and that's a song he covered in fucking los angeles too uh it's 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 an amazing song but but yeah no it's just it, it from in hindsight i was disappointed at first but also i didn't like giving the fly the first time i heard it either so. oh so eventually this will become your second favorite song of all time is yeah, what you're saying. Possibly. <laughs> it, yeah. I, I'm glad you said that it was a Tom Petty tribute because that was my note on this song. And this is one of my favorite songs off the album, but my note on it was, man, this really just sounds like a Tom Petty song. And then, well, yeah. Yeah. They wrote the song, asked that, asked that Ben Montana. They said it was, he said to Bruce Springsteen, it was the first time he pulled his organ out of storage since the last show he played with Tom Petty. And came and played it on this album, and he played on another song on this album too. But uh, uh, it's yeah, but it, like it's it's absolutely a heartbreaker song. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah it, very much free falling. Like that's like it, it puts me well, in the same mind space as is yeah, or, yeah, that yeah. or a couple other songs. Yep. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the oeuvre of Tempest. Yes. Oh yeah. Yep. And 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 it's yeah, it's just brilliantly done, and from a friend. You know, it means a lot more. You know, like a, uh, if you guys ever haven't seen it, there's an old, old clip of of Eddie Vedder and Tom Petty doing the waiting hmm. together. Uh, it's amazing. It's so oh, fucking good. I bet. That's the co- that's the cool thing, and we'll get into this a little bit later with some of the other songs, though. But but Eddie likes to collaborate with other people, people yep. you would not necessarily expect. And as we as we go through the album, we'll get to that even even more with one of the uh, duets that is uh, that's on this album that kind of surprised me a little bit. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's cool. I'd like to watch that at some point. Yeah, and and, and one of the playlists we ought to do at some point is is not even like a an audio playlist we should do a fucking youtube clips you know that you can't find on apple music or spotify or amazon or something like that where you know like like just just things that blew your mind that you're like holy fuck i can't believe these two people are singing together Mm -hmm. or they're covering oh that'd be fun and it's never going to be released but it's on youtube you know 
No, that'd be fun. Yeah, that, that, yeah. there's there's a few that already just popped into my head that would be fun. Yeah. To, fun yeah, to I, use I with think something that would, like that. I, I think that would be a, a fun show to do, and, and the people can go back and watch. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you can do that. You could bring your you could bring <laughs> your YouTube, YouTube list YouTube together <laughs> <laughs> that nobody gave a fuck about. <laughs> oh, it was worth a shot though, and Check and see now show. now it's gonna be it's gonna pay off that you made it because we've got something to use it for. So, yeah, that's good. Uh, I gotta go take a piss. So okay, let's a let's take a quick break and we'll be back after this here on <laughs> Sean and D's Good Tape after DPS. <laughs> Welcome back to Sean and D's Good Tape, going through the new Eddie Vedder album, Earthling. And while we had our little break for D there, I decided to play the intros to a couple of the songs that we had just talked about. The first one was Brother the Cloud, which we're actually getting ready to talk about. And then the the one that you just heard was Long Way. So just a couple of seconds of the beginning of those songs to kind of get you knowing the vibe that we were talking about with the songs. So uh, Yeah, and even just the beginning of, mm-hmm. of The Long Way is so fucking heartbreakers-esque you know yeah 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 absolutely so this next song i would love to know what uh (laughs) what was said on the uh springsteen eddie vetter discussion that you were talking about because (laughs) this to me this to me is one of the most fascinating songs on on the entire record i like it a lot in terms of uh you know what i think he's talking about but i'd be curious to know what he is indeed actually talking about so i mean the obvious one you know is is chris cornell but his brother his actual half brother died in 2016 in, a, in, in an accident okay and and so so he wrote this song kind of covering he he talked about both of them both of these incidents with with bruce bruce springsteen and 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 it, it, it yeah obviously enlarge the hole in my heart rising river in the dark the roads ashore till our shores were far apart you know, he used to surf with Chris Cornell and shit like that. You know, like it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's both of it. It's just the, the feeling of loss. Yeah. I just, the, the part at the very beginning of the song, Oh, I searched the sky for a glimpse of his blue eyes. And there I find his image in the clouds that just, whew, yeah. that's, some, that's some that was, powerful stuff. Yeah. Well, and and I mean, that, like almost religious in, in nature. Like it's like, he could be talking about God for like, like just how, how good that line is one of the things i always had trouble with was uh people criticizing eddie vetter for not taking part in a lot of the chris cornell tribute stuff Mm -hmm. and uh and i just don't think it's in eddie's personality to be that that open about his uh emotions let's say uh as somebody who's been accused of being emotionally unavailable but it's 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 a uh i i just think it was like he didn't want to publicly put it out there how he felt 
and and which is odd from somebody who's very vulnerable in his lyrics, you know, like this song. Uh, but it's but it, it's same way. It's it's a different sort of thing. It's a less public display of it. But uh, not di- not trying to criticize anybody who wants wanted to do pay tribute to the man, or in do it in their own way. But but that's just I just think it's in his personality to be that way. So. Well, and I mean at this point he's had so many friends that he's lost. Yeah. I mean you going like yeah. going all the way back like friends it, or peers or anything yeah, like, yeah. like the, what he's been. I, I mean Jesus Christ, yeah. And honestly, people mourn in their own ways, and right. it really isn't anybody's business on how he mourned Chris Cornell or yep. his brother yep. or anything else. That's his, uh, that's his right to do it the way he wants. And you know, tribute concerts are cool for fans, but it's not necessarily the easiest thing in the world to do for the artists that were that were close to the artist that's died. So I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know, I don't know. So it just, I yeah, that's a that's a that's a stupid criticism of him, honestly. Yeah. There's no previous reference for this level of pain. I can't feign indifference, can't look away. The years they go by, the hurt I still hide. It's if I look away, it's just the outside. There's no previous reference for this level of pain. Oh, I can hear him sing. If I could wish it wish it away. Yeah. I figured wow. you also love the end too, where he goes on his uh goes on his F bomb rant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a pretty powerful part of the song, honestly. It, it, it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. Yeah. All right, the next song, Fallout Today. This one, this was probably not one of my favorites off the album. It's a great agree. song. I would agree. Uh, uh, it, it, it just, it compared to the rest of them, it's just not, you know, it, it, it has its message, and I get it, and all that stuff, but, but we can quickly, quickly gloss over it so we don't end mm-hmm. up being on the show for <laughs> 10 hours yeah. but uh, uh yeah but it, it, you know it's good heavy song it's got a great message uh, uh don't make a light of this light you'll fortify its chains never beg for forgiveness it's a gift to share and shape the pain share the pain so yeah that, i mean it's a great message but but not one of my favorites on the album but yeah. it's a great song the next song, the next song is uh, "The Dark," which I I really like the way that it's written. I think it's a very very yeah. well written song. I I concur. It's uh, it, it's one of those that grew on me more the more I listened through the album. I, it's 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 one of those things where it's it it's got one of the more vague messages. Mm-hmm on the album but it but it's just it it it, it, it's, it goes just a good song yeah. and, and when you're talking about messages on this album you really have to give the album three four five listen throughs before you really are starting to pick up the words like like the fir- first time through other than a couple of the songs long way in particular you, you, you it's hard to pick up what he's talking about you you just get bits and pieces and it then as, as you've heard it a few more times you can actually get in uh, start dissecting the song a little bit more mm-hmm. this song has one of those things where it's it's like reaching out to somebody who's you know you're trying to help somebody realize what they're going through or something but uh, uh it, it, yeah it's it's it, it's a great song it's a great song it, it's just more poppy filler than than 
Yeah. yeah I I, like I said, I like the way it's written more than I like the way the song sounds. If if you like Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder, this is not the song for you. Yeah. yeah this is this is the departure. You know. Yeah. You know. While I said most of it's Pearl Jam adjacent, this song is not. But I think it's I think it's very well written. The meaning of the song is very well written. Oh, absolutely. And and again, it goes back to what 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 we talked about. Like the whole album is built on empathy for you know earthlings for mm-hmm. your fellow man mm-hmm. yeah and and the next song of course is the halves which we talked about yeah uh, a month ago you know yeah. just such a sweet fucking song yeah it's it, yeah it's, it's still hard, good it's hard not to consider it maybe the best song on the album it's just every time you hear it you're just like this is a really good yeah. song it's so and just sweet. a good message yeah it is yeah and, and so he tells a story in the bruce springsteen interview that we all watched <laughs> about driving down to Venice Beach. Boulevard. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and watching the homeless couple. So, all right, sidebar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Seattle, downtown Seattle has a large uh, homeless issue, and uh, and it's it's. It, I mean, I mean, it's a huge issue, and and, and there's people out there like. Like just just struggling. Like I, I don't know why they end up going to the larger cities like this that they do. I think because you have a little more infrastructure to survive on. Like it's it just you know, yeah, yeah, you may not be living in the shelter, but you have more people to try to panhandle off of. Like like you it just and and you end up on the on the west coast because climate wise, like Seattle, sure. oh, you no. can you can live outdoors. Twelve when months I was a year. In, when I was in Hawaii a few years ago, like there was just as many homeless people as there were tourists. Yeah, in Waikiki Beach, and and it's yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah. going on the whole. And, and the reason I the only reason I bring this up and, and start talking about this is the empathy. Uh, a theme of this album is just like you have no idea what the fuck these people went through so don't think of them as you know shitty people just because they live in a tent on the side of the on, on the side of the street like they most of these people have probably gone through something that we will never have to experience in mm-hmm. our lives and and it's fucking sad as fuck like you know it could be anything from from hospital bills to abuse drug abuse to physical abuse to mental instability like like yeah so uh a few weeks ago and richie can uh, attest to this we had a giant snowstorm early february like end of january into into february 1st it was like 12 12 or 13 inches of snow that fell it was it was really you know it shut everything yeah. down so i don't know how bad it was down there richie but that's about we, how yeah we had we had a solid foot okay so so anyway i could get around and had to take people to you know pick people up and get them to work and all that stuff because i have a four-wheel drive truck and you could get through it in that um and at one point i was on my way home from uh from work finally at like six o'clock at night and as i pull up into this turn lane i was talking to amanda on the phone and i looked over and there was somebody up on the curb you know panhandling 
And I said, man, you know, out in this, I mean, there's snow flying everywhere. It's freezing cold. There's a foot of snow on the ground and there's somebody out there panhandling. And I was like, wow, you know, not to say that everybody that panhandles doesn't need whatever it is that they're asking for, but this person must be really serious to be out here in this. And I said, I'm going to give him a little bit of money. So I got some money out of my wallet and I was going to hand it to him. And as I looked over at the sign that says, I'm pregnant, I will take absolutely anything that anybody can give me right now. And I was just like, oh my God, you know, I know there's a lot of people that are skeptical and, you know, is that true or whatever? Is that just to get more money? But I'm like, you're standing out in a foot of snow while the wind is whipping and you've got a sign that says you're pregnant. You must, you must have something that you need, you know, if that's the case. So, you know, I, yeah, I just, it's hard to judge people when they're doing stuff like that and say, well, they're lying or look at their shoes, you know, all that crap that you hear from people because there are just a lot of people out in the world that just need help right now. But that was heartbreaking to me to, to see a pregnant woman standing out in that storm, you know, begging for money, essentially. To give you a sense of the wind, uh, Homer sent me video of his place in Franklin the next day. They got 12 inches of snow he had no snow in his front yard, no snow on his driveway. Like it was clear because the wind had carried it all off. Um, like it was, it, it was insane. I, I'm looking at a foot of snow outside my house and he got the same storm and had nothing because of the wind. Well, that was the windmills that blew it all the way, right? Yeah, that's where I told him. I told him it was the windmills. <laughs> See, he, he thought they were going to be a bad thing. They're, they're really coming in handy. <laughs> they're, they're, they're perfect snowblowers for him, apparently. <laughs> oh goodness okay where are we at i don't even know what song we were on now uh the one after the halves good and evil this one <laughs> very hard song like it, this it's is the pearl almost jam heavy song. metal yeah this is a pearl jam song and it's it's a blast to the nra president yeah. and, and his wife look here whatever Oh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but I'm playing a little bit of it underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is definitely a Pearl Jam esque type of a sound. The way he sings it and everything, it's definitely, yeah. it's definitely got a lot of Pearl yeah. Jam in it. Oh, look at you dressed up as hunters like some fucked up Halloween. Oh, a, me- a majestic creature and a bullet, and a bullet and a dower queen. You talk to yourself. You talk to yourself. You're living a lie. You self hypnotize. And dare criticize. I hope you dream of your own death tonight. Yeah. Yikes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shot at the NRA. There there was some there was some uh 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 above online about it maybe being uh on some of the uh uh former president's sons who would post pictures online of their big game hunting sort of thing where they probably didn't pull the trigger mm. on the the things they got but uh but yeah no it's a yeah it's a definite fuck you to the nra talk about lyndon johnson's sons mm. oh no i was talking about uh, uh <laughs> i was trying to think of some excuse <laughs> grover cleveland uh, that was the one that actually came to my mind oh that's grover funny cleveland, and i have no idea who the fuck grover cleveland is. he's a former president oh yeah right, I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was the puppet who happened to be on Family Guy? <laughs> no, that was just Cleveland, wasn't it? Ed Grover. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. All right. What's the next song? Rosa, uh, Rosa Jericho. Yeah, this Which is, is a fun, a fun song. It is. This song. Uh, so, this song's yeah. about Chris Jericho, right? Yes. The wrestler. 
Yes. Actually, it's, I think it's about his wife. Oh, okay. Okay. Or or uh, that episode of South Park with Rochambeau. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's been a, that's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that was like season one of South Park. Oh, it so, was. It, yeah. it, it was er- very yeah. South Park. Uh, no, and, and it's another fun up-tempo song that... Uh, <laughs> but that Rochambeau line just took me out of it as soon as you said it. But, <laughs> but I'm sure he wrote it like having, you know, having a laugh. Oh as, yeah, as, yeah. As one of the next artists, you know, that guest uh, coming up might might be saying. But uh, but yeah, can't beat the Rose of Jericho. It's a uh, yeah. They didn't talk about this a lot, as you guys know, on the Chris Springsteen interview. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. You know, they talked yeah. about it a little more than I thought they were going to. But <laughs> <laughs> so the next one, try is is probably my favorite song on the album. It is good. Uh, uh, outside of the halves. Uh, it is it's a fun I, li- I like the music to it definitely that's stevie wonder mm-hmm. playing ah. harmonica that's awesome like they they wrote this fucking social d rockabilly sort of song which they referenced in the bruce Springsteen interview as well. yeah and, uh, maybe a little too much i thought <laughs> but it but it but the fact that stevie wonder came in they said they just sat down and played him the, the song acoustically and he handed him the harmonica. He listened to it and just kind of fucked around on it. And then they recorded, and he just fucking did this. And and the fact that it's that it's not that overwhelming, yeah. Even though it's Stevie Wonder and a fucking amazing harmonica rift, is incredible. How do you not just like move your head when you're listening to yeah. that? Though I mean, oh it's my, impossible not to know. tap your foot or something. I mean, yeah, that's a great beat, no doubt about it. And 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 he didn't talk about it, but I hope the fuck they. They recorded the final vocals after the harmonica was added because that part what and and good men don't have to pretend and kicks right into the harmonica again god yeah see if i can find that amazing here we go here let's see right there yeah yeah Yeah, that is awesome yeah The power of the power of editing too. That's a uh, that's. I wonder. I wonder how that song comes across in uh, concert, or if they just use Stevie stuff and just uh, just play it. You know, over the you know, like pipe it in or whatever. So I got the chance to see him twice. Mm-hmm. Didn't get to see him either time. Yeah, so we I heard that. I can't answer that question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you watch any of the uh, Seattle? Show? I did. I just started doing that today. Actually, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know it if you'd be. I didn't know if you'd be able to allow yourself to do it. It was hard. It was hard because yeah. I'm was, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Seriously, it seriously was amazingly disappointing. Like not mm-hmm. only, you know, like we were pretty much done at Universal Studios, but when I got the call when we were waiting in line for a ride, and I was just like, "Motherfucker!" Like, are you serious? Like, why the fuck did I take a week off if I have to deal with this shit? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it turns out that what I have to do is not nearly as bad as what other people have to do mm-hmm. in their lives around the world. So yep. I should probably just shut the fuck up and eat it. And no, do, no. Do that's, the job I'm asked of. That's, that's easy to say, you know, and it's the right thing to say. But if it hurts, it hurts. I mean, you know, no. yeah. I mean, you can be disappointed. Uh, well, even if it's for the, even if it's for the right reasons, it's still okay to hurt about it. Sure, sure. And, and, and I do and and i do privately until just this moment mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i said i couldn't watch anything from it until mm-hmm. in fact today but but at the same time i i mean 
it's the gig I signed up for. It's yeah. not neither one of you have had a different situation in your lives, or, or, or neither one of you don't know what I'm talking about. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I mean, yeah, it's. It's just the timing sucks. Yeah. I remember when the, uh, was it the, I think it was the Iraq war broke out and you and I were Richie, Richie and I were supposed to go to uh, an event down in St. Louis and D was on standby because we didn't know if Richie was going to be able to go or if they were going to fly you somewhere or make you work or whatever the case, uh, the case might be, but you ended up getting to go though. So that, that did work out, but, but yeah, it's always, you just never know what's going to, going to pop up. That was that raw. Yeah, it was raw. Yeah, the second yeah. time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the one where Hogan, uh, Stone Cold gave Hogan the stunner, right? That was the first one. Yeah. That was the first one. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember what the second one was. It was. It was Austin. Going. It was Austin and The Rock. They did a big long skit at the very end of yeah. it before before the. Oh right, and they yeah. actually put that on one of the uh, after mm-hmm. Raw. Yeah. DVDs are special. Yeah. Things. That's yeah. Right. It was, it was fun though. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but try is a, try is a good song. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. The next song just, I, I don't know if I really, really like love it, but I think it's pretty cool. The duet that's on it. <laughs> if you want to go so, into it, D. So it's, it's picture. It, it's, you know, picture of love. And what Eddie Vedder did was, uh, again, having watched the Amazon interview with Bruce Springsteen, you guys know this, that Eddie and his wife went and visited Bruce and his wife at their farm and they rode horses and everything and, you know, had a great day. And, uh, uh, they had a picture taken of them, of the four of them in front of this barn. And for Christmas later that year, uh, Bruce sent Eddie and Jill this, this framed picture of the, the four of them in front of this barn. And uh, so Eddie wrote the lyrics about this picture, you know, like, like, look at these four people, you know, just in love with each other, in love with having a good time and everything. And he brought this song to Elton John. And Elton John famously wrote all the music to Bernie Kaufman's lyrics. So Elton John took Eddie Vedder's lyrics and wrote an Elton John song Mm -hmm. called Picture, Picture of Love. And yeah, it's, and, and, and how can you tell Elton John, this is not what I expected from this song. Mm-hmm. You just fucking sing along and play along, and yeah, yeah. You know, you know, this could be where he's making up a story, and we wouldn't know it, by the yeah. way. Because <laughs> if there were a story that was made up, this is the one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're right. You're right. Because because I've watched this Amazon interview like three times, uh-huh. and you guys have probably watched it four or five. Times. Well, see, that's right, perfect. Yeah. You watched it. We watched it no times, and you watched it three times, meaning that we've watched it three times. Yeah, we all it's watched perfect. it once. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> oh yeah, it's been a long. Yeah. Oh, by the so, way, by the so, way, speaking of things that you like, D, you know, talking about this interview sidebar for a second, you know, going back to that uh, <laughs> that show last fall where you picked all those really obscure songs by Sam Hunt and Florida Georgia Line and all of that stuff. Yeah, did yeah, I you did that. you did you get set up to get your Sam Hunt tickets for the Illinois State Fair? Uh-huh. Okay, good, <laughs> good. I just wanted to make sure. Did you get the uh, the special premium backstage passes where you get to meet Sam Hunt? With stickers. <laughs> With stickers. Sure With stickers. Good. Okay. I just wanted Special to make sure. I just wanted to make sure. So his body will be like a back road that night. <laughs> God. Anyway. All right. Next song. Uh, so list. actually before, so I was, he surprised. started watching TV, just ignored us. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now he's leaving. <laughs> huh. I, that's sad. 
by D. I actually had something about picture that I wanted to say, but oh. you know, well, D go, go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say well, it. He, can, he can hear uh, it when I, he doesn't listen to the replay of this. Oh, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. It uh, oddly enough on Amazon Music, this is the most popular song on the album. It's just cause it's got to be because of Elton John, you know, just that, it, just that people wanting to sample it. And, and I could see that. It just mm-hmm. I really was shocked, like yeah, it's by that, by a long margin. Yeah, it's not that great of a song. Yep. Yeah, agreed. It, it's a little catchy, but not, no, mm-hmm. not better than a lot of the other things on there. Yeah, no, no, absolutely not. I mean, like we talked about, I think we've already gone through the best songs Yeah, that are on there with haves and, uh, and long way and try, you know, yeah. and then the rest of it's solid. This next song is kind of interesting that we're going to yeah. talk about. This one almost reminded me of the County Crow song. And I, and I don't know if that's just because of Mrs. Potter, Mrs. Potter's lullaby. I thought that yeah. too when I very first heard it. And the song is like, the song's called Mrs. Mills. So, uh, yep. so I'm sure that's, that was the catch to it, but uh, I don't think he can hear us. No, he definitely can't. No, he can. Okay. So we started talking about Mrs. Mills a little bit D and uh, we were talking about how it reminded us and it's probably just because of the title, but it reminded us of Mrs. Potter's lullaby just because it's Mrs. Mills. So, uh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So having watched the Bruce Springsteen interview, Mm -hmm. you guys are both aware that Ringo Starr guests on this song and Mrs. Mills is actually the piano that's at Abbey Road. Okay. So people have tried, have gone in there and tried to buy it off of Abbey Road and, and have been refused, including Sir Paul. Oh. So, so yeah, this, this is basically a Beatles tribute song. Uh, I, so I'm, it's not I, like I Mrs. Potter's, Potter's Lullaby, Richie. I cannot, no. believe, I cannot wait to hear what you guys have to say about this. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, hold on just a second. Let me pull it up here. Uh, Mrs. Mills waits in the dark for a red light to go on. Uh, and there's the piano at the beginning of it, so that makes yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. As they play her a sound like a prayer, she sings like no one before. Oh, and holds her own as the sound unfolds over ivories as hers and hers alone. So every suitor gets her own song. To none of them she ever will belong, because no one never takes a Mrs. Mills home. Huh. People have been trying to buy the this piano from Abbey Road. Oh, so that's the line Miss Madonna played by Paul. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Lady Madonna. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So, Cause I couldn't figure Mr. that line Wonder, out. Then Sir John, Stevie yeah. Wonder and Elton John, Miss Madonna played by Paul huh. in royalty. They have to leave by dawn. Yeah. Huh? Well, I mean, I didn't necessarily love this song, but I love the meaning of it now that I understand yeah. it. You listen know. to it again. And, I think and, I just missed this when I was listening to the Springsteen thing. I just missed this part. Oh, you, you probably, <laughs> yeah, you probably weren't paying any attention whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, no. It, but it, uh, oh, and every suitor gets her own song to none of them she ever will belong. I love that. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's mm-hmm. this fucking piano. It's about a goddamn piano. Yep. That's cool. Uh, and, and he said who it was about. It, uh, one of you guys probably remember uh, what the name was. In the Bruce Springsteen, it was <laughs> the thing at Abbey Road, right? No, no. Okay, yeah. Neither one, none of us remember that. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, finish this out, D, because the last one there's not a whole lot to say about. But uh, no, I know you wanted it, to talk it, about not. it. The the coolest thing in the world is it's uh, uh, it again going back to the uh, it's called On My Way, and it's actually Eddie Vedder 
duetting with his father. That's awesome. Edward Edward Severson Jr. Uh, uh, and uh, he actually got this recording from like he was playing in Cubs fantasy camps and the backup third baseman used to play in in jazz bands you played like the, the the fucking trumpet or some shit like that and uh when they ended up meeting up in arizona one of his friends said oh my god we had this guy the singer and it happened to be eddie's dad and then they went back two years later and this guy brought him the cd of the songs that he played with Eddie's dad. So wow. through the Cubs fantasy camps. That's crazy. Eddie was able to get his hands on an actual recording of his father's music. And this is his Good. this is his real dad, correct? Not this his stepdad. This is his real dad. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. Edward, Edward Severson, Edward Lewis Severson the first or the <laughs> junior. And like Eddie is like the third. Because his his stepfather, the one who he thought was his father, was actually where the veteran name came from, correct? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 uh so to bring the the whole album full circle, not got half half of what we got, not got half of what we got. Can you hear? It's Echo, Victor. When we love Invincible. That's the ending lyrics to the album. So it's the you know, bringing the invincible thing full circle. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Well, and and even kind of a callback to the halves too. So like yeah, like even no, no that's what I'm saying. He's Bring calling back to the album. middle of the album and the and the start. So it took the long way. Yeah, not got half right. half of what we got. Not mm-hmm. got half of what we got. Can you hear it? It's Echo Victor. Yep. We love when we love it's invincible. Yeah. Yep. Very nice. Like bringing the whole thing full circle. Very nice. I would I would say to wrap up the album itself, I would give this album, you know, definitely several listens because it's yeah. a it's a it's a very, very solid album. Yeah, it it it, mm-hmm. it the first time I listened to it, I, I had my apprehension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh you know, you know, like of course I want it to be stunning and grabby from the get go, and music rarely does that anymore. Right. Uh uh but after so many listens, like it's 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 an incredible incredible mm-hmm. record. Yeah. Such a great yep. And now he's headed I'm, back he's headed back to Pearl Jam now, isn't he? Because aren't they starting to do their uh resume their gigaton the, tour that never really got off the ground? Yeah, the the gigaton stuff is it is supposed to start up again. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. For the listener, Dennis just flipped a table. <laughs> His microphone went flying through the air. <laughs> We're not real sure why. <laughs> well, hopefully at some point he will uh, reschedule that St. Louis show that we couldn't get tickets to the last time and we can we can try again. So Yeah, we could try again and not be able to go to it. <laughs> well, that's probably that's, true. Uh, <laughs> I, I, the last four tickets I've had to Pearl Jam, I cannot have not been able to go to. Wow. Well, if you can't go, Richie and I will try to go at least. Yeah. About that. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> I'm sure that'd make you feel way better. Yeah. Yeah. Be awesome. Yeah. yeah. yeah while while we were <laughs> while we were recording, Sean, I thought of another concert that we uh, we missed out on the, the Wolfgang one because it had to get rescheduled. Like it's just 
uh the you know it's it's been a shit show this last couple of years yeah that one's still march 16th but i'm trying to get refunded for the tickets on that because i've got crap that coincides with it yep. so but if i can't get refunded i'll suck it up and be tired the next day so we'll uh, see one of the other things i uh we i i wanted to bring up was i got to meet optimus prime at universal studios very nice yeah the funny part about that was so we got in line for me to get my picture taken with him mm-hmm. and you know as kids or adults you know all, <laughs> all these sort of things so right before i was getting ready to get my picture taken with Optimus Prime, which was an actual working robot. I don't know. You know, it was probably the real Optimus Prime, I'm sure. But right. but it was yeah, moving around. But right, like, as I was getting re- walked towards there, they brought this woman in like a, a like a wheelchair, like a mobile wheelchair up to a, like this woman, want, like older woman wanted to get her picture taken with the, the fucking robot. <laughs> and the robots cracking jokes like wow you move around in that thing better than i could oh. ever do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like oh look at you you're probably saving the world in your own special way i'm sure and then i walk up there and, you know goddamn fucking pearl jam t-shirt <laughs> he's like hello <laughs> <Next."> <laughs> it was fucking hilarious it was like like oh christ you know, like I was the nice guy that said, no, no, let her go in, let her go yeah. in. Optimus Prime didn't see any of that. Yeah. He just saw that I was the fucking dickhead who could walk. <laughs> oh, man. Ditto. But, uh, yeah. So did you talk about yeah. Unicron at all? Uh, no. Okay. Again, it was awkward, okay. so I yeah. didn't get to okay. bring it up. Okay. Uh, but the one thing I did think about was the uh, uh, his son, what was it, Rodimus Prime, was like I was wondering what that was, you know, what that was doing to him, you know, in the whole. Why wasn't he in the movies like, like, like he was? But, but anyhow, anyhow. yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. What, it's a story for which, another day. <laughs> it is. It is. Which Optimus was it? Was it the the like the live action movies version or? The oh yeah, 80s it was the, ver- it was the Michael Bay. It was the yeah. Michael Bay, which is unfortunate Michael- because the cartoon Optimus really. Prime was better. It's, oh sure, sure, mm-hmm. but the ride, the ride. Oh my gosh! Have either one of you been to that Universal Studios? I've been, been to Florida. the one in Florida. Oh, yeah, really? yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it's insane to me. Like I haven't yep. been on a legit vacation for so long because you know I travel so much. Like I don't. You're always on vacation. Well, something like that. <laughs> but but yeah, like like I remember saying to her uh, when we were driving in California in a, in the rental car. You know, being delayed and stuff. I was like, "Why do people do this for fun? <laughs> like, like this is what I do for my job. Like having to sit in traffic or yeah. being delayed on flights. Like people do this for fun, for real. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, but it's just usually for a few days, and then you go home, and then it seems like it was fun because you weren't at home. You know, yeah, when you don't live on the road, it's not quite as bad. So, so yeah. So, um, what should we do for? if we do a show again in March or maybe in April or whenever we do on, what are we, what are we thinking? All right. So I got two ideas. Uh, one of the fun ones and easy ones that we always come up with is, is an all, covers. an all woman, female artist show. Those always work out. Really <laughs> well. And all women's covers yeah. female artist show about an issue that we don't have any reason. To... 
that have any intelligent yeah. things to say about. Uh-huh. Uh, no, no cover songs. I I love when we do cover songs because because the three of us always find unique ones mm-hmm. to do. Uh, the YouTube thing that I brought up earlier. Uh, uh, I, I I don't know if either of you have like other songs in your head that you want to bring up for a playlist, but. Not really. I was thinking maybe at some point, since we're doing such infrequent shows now, it might be fun to do like, you know, I'm not saying this for the next show necessarily, but let's use the Foo Fighters as an example to say, bring your three most favorite Foo Fighters songs that are not Everlong, Monkey Wrench, you know, the, the more, the more common ones, maybe, maybe oh, what okay. are your favorite? So like, like, like yeah. favorite b-sides, b-sides. Of a, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah but just but just like on a certain band cuts. yeah just but just like on a certain band as opposed to you know deep cuts yeah mm-hmm. deep cuts sort of thing okay. yeah exactly so we don't have to do that right. for the next show but i thought it'd be fun to do that with like some of the our more favorite bands that we talk about quite a bit you know the, sure you crow mm-hmm. kind of crows Foo yeah. fighters pearl jam Nirvana, yeah yeah Garden, shit like sam that. hunt yeah sam hunt yeah I don't think I know any other Sam Hunt songs besides that one that you no, did. Thank no. fucking yeah. God. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, so I was in uh, having having lunch at Texas Roadhouse today, and uh, the song they were playing was uh, uh, the jukebox song. I don't want to hear. I want to hear a country song. Don't feel like rocking. Oh, with, with don't the, rock the jukebox. Don't by Alan Jackson. Yeah. Alan Jackson. Yeah. That's who it was. Hey, have you guys seen a, speaking of like a Texas roadhouse or, you know, an Applebee's type place. I was watching John Oliver last week. Have you guys seen the deal that, uh, that CNN did with Applebee's? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so good. So this was so funny. They were talking about Ukraine and Russia and all of that stuff. And then they, they go to a squeeze back where you can still see like B roll of, uh, what's going on over in Ukraine. They're still showing live video. And that stupid, that stupid Applebee's commercial with chicken fried by Zach, uh, Zach Brown band comes on and, and you know, it just, the inappropriateness was so, was so horrible. So of course, John Oliver's making fun of it, but then he would just so like really sad shit that happens and then immediately show the, uh, the Applebee's commercial just to be funny it was it was good stuff so if you haven't seen that and john oliver's one of those people that is kind of hit or miss with me on on what depending on what he's talking about but that was was, yeah but that was pretty that was pretty spot on and funny though so if you get a chance to see that it was it was good stuff what would have been worse if they'd done the chicken fried commercial or the uh the cheers ripoff commercial like which where everybody knows your name. <laughs> yeah. 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 Either one's really not great. So no. I don't understand what point. I think Applebee's point, is just trying point, to. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. At this point, when when Applebee's is being brought up with the situation in the Ukraine, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think you can, you can have this conversation. Yeah. 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 I think at this point, Applebee's needs to stop marketing because everything they do blows up in their face. Yeah. Basically. They've had a rough year. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. You know, and the funny thing is, I don't know how it is down in your area, Richie, but uh, but the one in Peoria and East Peoria both closed. There's not even an Applebee's in this area anymore. So Applebee's is the only chain casual dining restaurant that we have. So mm-hmm. it, like, so I, I've never been there. I've, I've never been an Applebee's fan, but like we don't have Chili's or Fridays. We have a whole bunch of unique one-off places the or best. they may have. Yeah, it's great. Uh, 54th street and, and places like that um but yeah no we have lived here almost three years have not gone once well good for you well i mean yeah the local places that that's the that's the best way to go yeah, yeah. absolutely yep. so yeah especially local barbecue places those are my favorites so. 
Oh, we actually just got an Edley's, which is a Nashville place. Oh, okay. And and this is the first expansion outside of Nashville. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awesome. So, yeah, I ate at a local barbecue place on Friday for lunch and it made my weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, what do we want to do next show? We we talked about a lot of different things. Where are we going to go? Well, more Bruce Springsteen interviews, right? Like, because we're really good at looking, watching those. I'm going to watch that between now and the next show just so I can talk all about it, <laughs> even though it's too late. Um, yeah. So, uh, what do you want to do, D? Let's, let's do covers. And do covers? Okay. Covers. Good. good. Okay. You got one. You got one in your back pocket for song number ten. Me? Yeah. Do we need to? Do we need to have our people like email us or anything with uh, oh, covers no, requests? No, you got no, one? I, I, yeah. 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 Okay. I've got, I've got people talking. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll do a covers episode the next time we do a show. No promises on when that's going to be though. So yeah. I will say as we as we uh, wrap up here though that um it's funny we did our last show on. February 7th. Is that what you said, Richie? Mm-hmm. It yep. was also February was our most downloaded month that we've ever had in the history of the show, which makes no sense to me, but welcome all you new fans. <laughs> we, we appreciate it, that you're here. T- technically we would have recorded on the sixth because it would have been, a, it, we recorded on Sunday and then it, it's the, the seventh is when it posted. Oh, okay. Okay. So do you so look one, like you're going to say four, weeks, one ago. Month. No, yeah, four one, weeks ago? Yep. Yeah. One month. I was trying to clear the glare to see the, <laughs> the uh the date of recording. oh okay okay i couldn't figure out what you were doing so anyway well i think that does it for us this time anybody else got anything else before we wrap up homer anything <laughs> no no he's he's quiet all right we'll see you next time here on sean and d's good tape i want you to know it's over well bye <laughs>